Good morning and happy South Florida Sunday morning right here on Legends 100.3. My name is Mike McGann and as always I'm here with you for another edition of Legends Community Focus. We talk about pretty much anything on this show. If it has interest to the community, whether it's health, whether it's science, whether it's uh, things you can do recreationally to get out and, and, and stay healthy and enjoy the slice of paradise that we live in here in South Florida. But today is going to be uh, a topic that really affects, well, if you live in South Florida, this one's going to affect you one way or the other. It really, it really is. It affects me on a very personal level, and I'll talk with you about that as well. But, you know, South Florida is sort of the senior capital of the United States. In fact, let's drop the sort of. South Florida is the senior capital of the United States. And as people get older, things change, things happen mentally and physically. It does not just affect the person who's aging, though. They need caregivers. Oftentimes, those caregivers are family. And the effects that full-time caregiving can have on a family, on the siblings, um, they can be really, well, pretty horrendous to use a, a kind of a scary word, but some of the situations that I've run across and heard about, and you will as well, um, bear that out. The bottom line is people need help when it comes to making certain decisions about family members who are aging. They need uh, help when it comes to determining the best course of care, and they need help keeping their family together while that's happening. So to that end, uh, I welcome some really interesting guests today. I have with me Tina Polsky and Suzanne Hale. They are certified mediators, and they are partners uh, owning Elder Care Mediations. Uh, we're going to have a great conversation about exactly what that means and how they can help you or your loved ones. So good morning, ladies. Morning, Mike. Good morning, Mike. Very nice to have you both here. Thank you. And I also welcome Linda Lamont. She is the owner and founder of Paradise Home Healthcare, and she has certainly seen the, ki the, the kinds of situations that could use this kind of mediation that almost rhymed. Absolutely. So, Linda, thank you so much for being here this morning. All right, let's get right down to it. What are some of the uh, effects? That, and, and Linda, I, I want to hear this from you because you've been sort of in the thick of this, uh, working, working with home care. What are some of the situations that you have seen where uh, families have been torn apart, families ha have had severe conflicts uh, with regard to the care of their parents or an aging relative? Gosh, how much time do we have? <laughs> um, usually when we get the phone call, there's been a crisis. Okay. Um, and the crisis, everybody is reacting and nobody has been proactive. So possibly what mom or dad wants has not been discussed with any of their children for various reasons. Um, a lot of times things come down to money. How much is this going to cost? And everybody has a different concept of money or what they thought things were going to be. And more often than not, we have children all over the place in different states. and. We are trying to work across state lines and communication and trying to figure out what's going to be the best for mom or for dad. And it's in these times in crisis mode that no one can seem to agree with what's going on. I have one brother who doesn't talk to the sister. The mother doesn't talk to her son anymore. It's, it's just can be chaotic. And at the end of the day, we just want to be happy. We just want to you know, be able to give that person the care in their home that they need. 
that's I, I loved how you put that everybody is being reactive and no one is being proactive. And if everybody's reacting in different ways and, and maybe even in different states, as you had just said, well, that, that is certainly a recipe for huge conflict. And it is really sad to think about the fact that, that a lot of times the needs or the wishes of the parent will, will be unfulfilled because uh, of the conflict, because people can't just get on the same page. Linda, you made a comment before we went on the air, when we were all just kind of chatting, that those situations, sometimes you wish there was a referee. Absolutely. And, and you have to remember, we are dealing with the greatest generation. They solved the world problems. So not by choice did they not inform their children. They just don't want to burden them. They don't want to worry them. And wow, it's a good point. And that can create, that can end up sowing the seeds for that worry. That can end up sowing the seeds of that, of that confusion. It, it brings up a lot of emotions with everybody. Well, damage to families in the end. Everybody uh, trying to do their things the right thing. And that's where the referee comes in because somebody needs to know the rules and somebody needs to know all the different facts and how they can come together. Somebody needs to be there who can help with, uh, with these decisions and keep families from being torn apart like that. I, I couldn't imagine what it would be like. Uh, personally, I'm the youngest of five. My mother is elderly and needs a lot of care. Um, I, I'm close with my siblings. I, I can't imagine what it would be like to have that kind of animosity. But obviously it happens, and it happens all the time. So, uh, you know, I'd like to find out more about exactly what elder care mediations does in those cases. How exactly does this all go down, and what do you do? Hi, Mike. Thank you. Um, unfortunately, you're probably in the minority that you and your siblings get along well. And also, maybe it's a newer situation as time goes on and your mother's um, health worsens, things might change with you and your adult siblings. So that is a pretty typical scenario that you have going on that Linda's described. And um, basically, what we do is we come in and help the family resolve the conflict on their own terms. It's very hard for adult siblings to get together and hash things out in a respectful, meaningful, efficient way. It just gets thrown off the rails too often. Um, and as uh, the case that was described before with a brother not talking to a sister, a mother not talking to a child, how are you supposed to get in a room and talk about it? So what we do as trained mediators is get as much information, once we're hired, get as much information as we can ahead of time from people who are involved in the situation, the, all the, the players involved, plus background on financial situation, on the medical situation, on the home health care situation, so we can help the parties come to a resolution or an action plan, things that they can do going forward to help the situation. It's amazing what happens in a mediation when the parties get together in a room and you have someone who's helping to facilitate the conversation that you can really make progress. And um, some people in the audience may have been involved in a mediation involving a lawsuit or a divorce, and that's where it's most commonly done. Um, and they have probably experienced that same thing where you think, I hate this person sitting across from me. They sued me. I'm never going to get this done. I hate my ex-wife, my ex-husband. But somehow you come to resolution because it's in everyone's best interest to resolve it on their own and not have legal involvement, not have a judge make a decision. So that's the kind of situation we're facing, allowing people to make their own decisions with the help of someone who can move the process along, get to the 
the meat of the matter and not allow all the side issues, all the issues from the past to come in, but just focus on how can we help your mom? What does she need? And similarly, if there's a crisis that has come up, a decision has got to be made at that point in time. Is it time for home health care? Is it time for a nursing home? Um, Does she need money of some kind? Is it time to start invoking, you know, Medicare, veterans benefits, whatever the case may be? Um, Things need to happen, and we need action from the family to get something done. So that's where we can come in and help. Another thing that that was really good you mentioned, there was, you know, you do all this research. You're armed with the facts. And one of the things that, that, again, we talked about just before we went on the air, and this is something I have some experience with as well, is there's an awful lot that children don't know when it comes to the financial situation, when it comes to the legal situations. There are so many things that just don't naturally get discussed in families. Or, uh, for instance, in, in my case, my father was a, a jet and rocket engineer who everything he did was very sort of tightly controlled and, and boxed. And we had no idea uh, what was in a lot of the accounts and this and that until after he passed away. All of a sudden, there were this, this massive amount of information hitting us that we had to work with and work around. If it had not been a situation where we all got along, you know, there would have been huge disagreement on that because we went in without the facts in the first place. So that, that's a, a huge benefit to, uh, to elder care mediations. By the way, the website you can find out a lot more is eldercaremediations.com. Again, eldercaremediations.com. And their phone number is 561 This is surprising to me in, in some ways because... There are so many seniors here. Home care, elder care is a big deal in South Florida. I've never heard of anything like uh, this this style of of mediation. How did this come together? Um, it is a new emerging field. Mediation has been around a long time sure. in lawsuits. It has over the years. It's become more and more popular unto itself. However, in the elder care mediation field, it's it's pretty new. Um, when uh, Suzanne and I got trained in this particular area, we did some research and we didn't see any of it going on in South Florida. So we thought there's a real need for it and let's let's go for it. And, and so we've been spending a lot of time publicizing it. We do a lot of speaking engagements and uh, networking with other people in the elder care industry to let them know that this is there. It does um, seem to be a little more popular in other states. It's pretty shocking that it's not popular here in Florida. And so that's really our goal is to get it out there um, and see if we can help. I think it will become more popular just because of the aging population. There's going to be more and more people in this situation. So it can only help. And so we're just out here trying to, uh, you know, let people know that the service exists. And, you know, I guess people are hesitant. Of course, it costs some money because, you know, it's our time, but it's, it's nothing compared to legal fees that, you would be paying. I mean, I'm a lawyer. I'm not trying to put down lawyers, but um, and it's it's all well and good. There's in 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 fact something very interesting you want to say. I would like to give a plug for elder elder law attorneys because, uh, like when Linda said that, that people are reactive. Proactive means you you plan in advance. You do your documents. All that should be done ahead of time and see an elder care attorney uh, to help you uh, get those things in place. But. Um, even though those things are in place doesn't mean the family is going to get along afterwards. So it's really important that you know people know that it's out there and um, that they can use some help. And so what we our motto is you know for several thousand dollars we could save a family. You know it's like a day of our time. It's some preparation. 
it's uh, it's just not that much. And a lot of people don't know where to turn when the family's fighting. Sometimes they do reach for legal alternatives, and they might go to a lawyer and say, I want to sue my brother. Or, or they wait till after the person passes away, the elder passes away, and then it becomes a probate issue. And that will cost you tens of thousands of dollars, and not to mention months and months and months, if not years, of time. So this is a, another proactive approach that you can take while the elder is still um, doing fairly okay or not doing okay, but is alive and needs your help as a family and needs you to get along so you can help move uh, the process forward and get her or him the help that she needs and the support of the whole family. You know, ha- having, you know, like you said, a, a few thousand dollars uh, versus a family staying together on a balanced scale, I think that's a pretty obvious decision to make. Seems easy to us. Right, you know, you, you <laughs> certainly think. Um, what what is really what is the most common area uh, of conflict uh, that, that you see typically? What what causes the most the most trouble um, in in families uh, who are caring for for someone elderly? Sadly, that's very easy. Finances, definitely finances. Um, a lot of times, families are arguing over money, and sometimes we find that money is not even an issue because the parent might not have the money you know she might you know they might be saying let's put her into a nursing home it's time she doesn't have the money for a nursing home or you know you've got to sell mom's house immediately she needs the money from the house but one of the siblings might be living there and doesn't want them to sell the house because that's their home um and you know when we go and find out all the stuff beforehand um we can come to the table and explain okay, this isn't even an issue because there isn't money for this, so let's come up with a different plan. Let's come up with something, you know, some sort of a compromise. Um, In one situation, we did end up having to sell the house, or we can, you know, we had them figure out that selling the house was the best option, but that didn't have to mean making that other sibling homeless, just getting a smaller place for them to live, and it still had two bedrooms. Um, So there were all different kinds of compromises, but the point is that they can't come to these compromises on their own because they're so angry about so many things that are going on. And, you know, they're bringing up, you know, a million other things, you know, the bicycle you took from me when I was seven, you know, that sort of thing. Um, Whereas, you know, we're a neutral party. We come in and we talk about what needs to be talked about and we leave all that stuff out. But you're facilitating. You're, exactly. you're in there to facilitate. Uh, you're in there to be the people that are being proactive because you mentioned all the emotional thinking that's mm-hmm. going on. Well, Linda, I would say that's what leads to uh, that's what leads to the reactive behavior, right? Absolutely. And and jealousies. If the jealousy is there now as adult children, chances are it was there when they were mm-hmm. were growing up. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of times by having an outside party come in, it allows each person who's in conflict to take a step back and without throwing in the white flag, without saying, okay, you're right, you get your way, it allows everybody to kind of come to terms and they didn't have to surrender or they didn't have to give in. They the get other to be pers- heard. Yes, everybody, everybody gets to be, be heard, but at the end of the day, no one's a bad guy. They, they came together in the time of need and they agreed on something. And it wasn't, they can't point fingers at the end of the day because everybody agreed upon it. And it makes it so much easier for the family, for the person who's receiving the care. It makes them more relaxed because the last thing they need if they're recovering is stress. That's a good point, too. That's an excellent point. Uh, You know, if there was a parent who was having to see their family go through this kind of thing and and, and see these conflicts, arguments, if they escalated to that point... Mm -hmm. 
that cannot be good for the health of that particular senior. And I think a lot of the, some of the seniors may feel like they just want me to die so they can get my oh. money. Um, and they think that all the children are being greedy sometimes. Um, and another uh, important point is uh, about jealousies and things like that. Now we're dealing with not just how mom and dad viewed you as kids and who liked who more, but now you have adults who have marriages, children. There may be a bad influence of a, a sister-in-law, for example. But you have one sibling who is uh, maybe wealthier than the others, who is kind of trying to pull the strings. Or one is a doctor, one is a lawyer, and they think they know it all and what should be done. That can cause a lot of stress on the family situation we're talking about. So a lot of new things come into play in, in adult siblings' lives where everyone plays a different role now um, than they did when they were younger. Uh, and one thing I, I don't want to forget is that a lot of our cases and issues come up with step families, second marriages, mm -hmm. um, girlfriends, boyfriends of the elder person. So the blended families can create a, a major problem as well for conflict, and that's an, another area we can help. It's, it's amazing just thinking about it because not only is every family dynamic going to be entirely unique, you know, I can't think entirely unique. I think that's sort of <laughs> something's either unique or it's not. But every every dynamic is going to be unique. And uh, every financial situation, everything is going to be different enough from case to case that there can be nothing cookie cutter about doing this the right way. Definitely. I think that, you know, wow, there are so many pitfalls for anyone that tried to do this on their own without bringing in help. I, I was going to say, sometimes people give up. I know families where they just kind of aren't allowed to see the their mother anymore, and they just give up because there's not a legal option. There's, they, they don't see their way out of it, and they just say, it's not worth it, I'm not going to bother. Maybe the mother is... is completely out of it and doesn't know they're not visiting but one has taken over the care and they just they just give up so that's one option just let it go and then you don't see them anymore the other option is kind of fight to keep it get everything good again right. it's harder that way you know and that is exactly what I wanted to say that the one thing that's not unique is um, and everyone who started a family at some point in their life I would like to believe as a mother not even as a mediator just as a mother that when I'm not here anymore, my family will remain intact. And, you know, we provide that option. So That's, that's a, really something. That's, <laughs> that's a great thing to say because, well, you know, I've talked about my dynamic as a relatively healthy one, but there are five kids in this family, mm -hmm. all of us with different interests, you know, uh, all of us who've grown up and gotten closer and further apart. And my mother in particular, I think, would, would really want us to maintain that tight family core and, uh, you know, the fact that these things could pop up and do pop up and, and crush, crush those hopes mm -hmm. that, that I imagine every parent must have. I'm a parent. I only have one child. But at the same time, you know, I have a lot of hopes for him. Uh, I, I would certainly I would certainly suggest that if you are in this this situation, if you are uh, someone who is, is receiving care, and you are thinking that, that, that some cracks could be uh, could be appearing in your family if you have not already spoken to an uh, elder uh, elder law attorney. It's probably a good idea to do that. But if the time has come where you do feel mediation is necessary, or if uh, you and your family are just wanting to get some help on this, facilitate the, that communication, try to nip this in the bud, and make sure that everybody can walk away in the end with their their heads held high and with the situation resolved as best as possible. Get in touch with Elder Care Mediation, just eldercaremediations.com, 
eldercaremediations.com, or you can give them a call at 561-408-0001. 561-408-0001. Now, I, I'm certainly, I'm, I'm very hopeful that uh, more people will, will take advantage of this because the need is so, so striking. And uh, I would imagine that as the population ages, we are just going to need more and more of this. What do you see uh, in the future as far as elderly population? Will technological advances make this kind of thing harder or easier? There are law changes. Uh, what, where do you see things heading in terms of the senior population? Well, one thing I'll say about mediation in terms of the future is uh, in guardianship cases, the courts are uh, have started a pilot program to bring in what they're calling elder care coordination. It's similar to mediation, not exactly the same thing, but it is the tendency of the courts to go towards mediation to help the situation resolve itself rather than being adjudicated in court. So definitely the trend in that way is towards um, more mediation rather than less. And I do think that um, as the population ages, elder care mediation, mediation of any kind, us or other people, will um, increase in popularity um, just because it won't be as new and people are becoming more aware of it and the need will increase. But I think as people live longer uh, and, and they outlive their money, uh, then I do think that you know, the need for the family conflict will only increase. I don't see it decreasing in any way. That, you know, that's such a good point. I had not, I'll admit, I had not even considered that. People are, they're, they're, they're living far longer mm -hmm. and their health care costs are getting higher and higher because as they're living longer, they take a little more maintenance. And also, I think uh, back in the day, uh, yes. it was cheaper and easier. You might be able to speak this better than me about long-term care insurance was cheaper. Right. And I know, like, luckily some of us, our parents have already gotten it and it's set. But, I mean, in my age, I haven't looked into that. And I don't think that it's as readily available. So when we're older You're and like our children. Thank you. I'm so not 27. <laughs> um, anyway, um, they... Um, well into middle age, let's just say that. But the um, long-term care insurance is not re so readily available to our generation, you know, maybe you know, immediately post-baby boomer, I'll call it, um, as, as it was. Right. So I think that, and we also are not veterans. They're, it's not the same thing. We're not going to have veterans benefits. Uh, I think that things are not going to be as available, and who knows what's going to be available with you know, Medicare and things like of that nature in the future. So I think that that could be a problem. Maybe you could speak to the insurance a little bit better. Yes, absolutely. I would say um, most of the, the, the generation that we are serving, it seems that the generations uh, with college education have thought that out, and they have purchased the long-term care insurance. Maybe it has to go with the money, but I know if you bought it years ago, if somebody in their mid-30s would buy it now, it would be affordable for somebody in their over 55 to 65 it will be extremely expensive and what they're selling now has um, caps as far as years and also has caps as far as money but what they will pay out so you are limited so when that time comes when you do need to use it you're going to be very careful when you you're going to wait till you really 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 need it but right. but just to regress a little bit when you know talking about the mediators I think too what we children with adult parents, that great generation living, we forget that they still have a voice. And here we are telling everybody, and where they're competent and they're able to make their decisions, we need to not be the helicopter children, and we need to step back 
and not argue and ask our parents or our parent what is it that you want and then figure out a way um, with and a lot of times it's going to be the help with mediation especially if you're already arguing but figure out a way what the parent wants and then or find out what the parent wants and then figure a way to give them what they want that would be a great thing <laughs> if it always worked that way right. but we find sometimes that um, that through mediation we find that you know the parent is almost afraid to tell them what they really want they don't want to say you know I want Susie to be the you know the power of attorney when she's afraid she's going to afflict, you know, offend Bobby or something like that. So she's really not being honest, but that's the beauty of having a neutral mediator that, you know, we can bring that to the table and we look like the bad guy instead of having mom e look exactly. like the bad guy. And, and, and mom will open up to you because you have, mm -hmm. you have no skin in the game, so to speak. Exactly. So you can be the bearer of the bad news, something a mom doesn't want to do. Yeah, you're, you're, the safe, you're the safe one there. You're, you're the safe option to talk we with, are. the one that doesn't have an emotional investment. Either, either way, and the one that can help to provide the solutions. Um, well, obviously, elder care mediations could, could certainly uh, help to defuse some of these situations. We are pretty much out of time, which, again, blows me away. <laughs> I'm always shocked at how quickly the time goes by. But, well, I learned a ton on this show. So thank you all very, very much for being here. I've been speaking with uh, Tina Polsky and Suzanne Hale. They are certified mediators and partners uh, owning Elder Care Mediations, as well as Linda Lamont. She's the owner and founder of Paradise Home Healthcare. So thank you so much for being here as well. You can get much more information by going to eldercaremediations.com, eldercaremediations.com, or calling 561 Zero one. I'd love to have you in some permutation of this group or singly back on the show again at some point. Love to. Thank you so much. Wonderful. Thank Lots you. more to learn. Ladies, thank you all for being with me. This has been another edition of Legends Community Focus right here on your South Florida Sunday morning. And stick around because I'm not going anywhere. I will be here to play you the greatest music ever made back in just a moment on Legends 100.3.